0: Hello, and welcome to Morlock, they let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Alexa White, and with me today is Jimmy. How are you doing?
1: I am excellent. I'm really happy to be on here um, talking about my favorite character in the game right now. I uh, use him in every list I run.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we will get to that in a minute. Um, before <laughs> then, would you mind introducing yourself?
1: Yeah, um... Uh, You guys probably know me from the discords as uh, Jimmy the hand. I post on a lot of them. Um, Namely the turn zero uh, discord and the danger room discord. Those are the two places that I'm most commonly seen. Um, I record occasionally with the turn zero guys, namely when they do their big tier lists, the drunken buffoonery that happens. But um, Mm -hmm. I also just post a lot on the discords talking tactics and, you know, random life stuff and you name it. I will uh, talk to people about it on the discords. That's my main avenue.
0: Very fair. Um, So as you are not a podcaster, um, traditionally speaking, you do join some podcasters every once in a while, but you're not on there every week. Uh, I have to ask you, what character that isn't in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol?
1: Well, the easy answer is Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom is like one of my favorite villains ever. I would love to see a Dr. Doom piece. I'm sure he will get into the game sooner or later. Mm -hmm. But another character that I would love to see that I haven't seen as much hubbub about is uh, Mojo, the X-Men villain. I think that would be a really cool piece to see on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would like to have that added to the game as well
0: so i am currently working on designing a mojo world table
1: oh that's awesome <laughs>
0: um inspired of course by the house of x run of oh, Mut- sure of x factor and new Mutant that has been dealing with mojo world
1: yeah that that uh I, I am excited to see the final product of that because i like mojo as a villain as a character mm-hmm. i would like to see a table designed around that yeah, there are
0: very few X-Men villains at this point.
1: There are, I mean, a few that they haven't done yet. The big one is probably Apocalypse. Well, no, it I mean,
0: like... I mean, in the comics, most of the villains have oh. turned face at this
1: point. Oh, yeah. Every, every villain spends at least a little bit of time as a hero or a member of the X roster. Like, it never fails.
0: Yeah. No, they have plenty of ex-villains to still pull out. I mean, we still have Spiral and Silver Samurai and Mojo. And if they could ever figure out how to design Arcade, I would love to see Arcade.
1: Arcade would be a fun one. I don't know what the piece itself would look like, but the terrain pack for Arcade, that's what I want.
0: Well, uh, we have someone working on a uh, Marcus who is frequent on the Morlocks Discord, along with many other Discords. Uh, and is a uh, I've had on both this show and the bonus podcast that I do for my patreon uh is working on a motor pinball uh table
1: that is that is great I love it mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he does some really awesome stuff in uh uh table wise and I'm taking inspiration from him for a lot of my work. um so yes, uh. I there's a lot of good good choices out there for characters to get into this game. But that is not who we're here to talk about today. Who are we here to talk about today?
1: I am bringing um, the more uh, primal of Spider-Man's villains in The Lizard. Uh, he mm-hmm. is one of my favorites in the comics. I remember when Todd McFarlane first did his uh, uh, takeover Spider-Man with the just Spider-Man title. Wizard was one of the first villains he used, and I thought it was awesome. I was a kid when that came out. and I've been a fan ever since. So as soon as he came into the game with his awesome sculpt, I knew I had to get him on the table.
0: And he is pretty solid.
1: Yeah, that's he, he's not flashy. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing on his piece that makes your jaw drop. Like it's nothing like like Scarlet Witch or anything like that. But everything he does, he does well. And he has a good movement, he has good defenses, he has good survivability, he has a little bit of control, he has, you know, just a lot of just solid stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, he is affiliated with spider first, so we won't be talking about the, him there, because we're looking for new homes, not established homes.
3: Correct, and, yeah.
0: And is there a place where you want to shout him out first, as a well, possible direction?
1: Um, I don't play a whole lot on TTS, so the the place I play is in person, and in my NashCon list, I ran Sam Spam, which mm-hmm. I know it's you know super super with the meta, but I did mine with a very tanky lean, mm-hmm. and Lizard was the one piece that aside from Sam that I brought every match, no matter what I was doing, I brought Lizard as one of my unaffiliated pieces. Because for that tanky list, he fits the mold perfectly. Mm -hmm. He's hard to knock off a point. Because he's size 3, so a lot of the pushes don't hit him as hard that some of the people have. And with the healing factor, there were a couple of games where I was literally able to run him away and heal him back to full before they could kill him. So Mm -hmm. that sort of, you know tanky factor is what I was looking for in characters. So he he is stapled to my Sam Spam list from here on out. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, one that I want to bring up, speaking of his tanky factor, uh, is Asgard. Mm-hmm. Just making that tank even more tank is very good.
1: Yeah. and Because an annoying factor for him and a way to neutralize him is to stack those debuffs on him, mm-hmm. the the conditions like if you put an incinerate and a stun on him he'll have a bad time because his throw is where a lot of his control element comes from mm-hmm. and if you make it so he's only generating like a power every time he's hit or a power every time he hits someone that can be a little difficult to get through so being able to do that at the start of a round to clear that the stun condition or the incinerator shock or what have you is really useful for him.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And in much the same way, a affiliation that loves big tanky people is criminal syndicate.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm actually surprised that he wasn't listed as a member because he, while he's not like in the comics, he's not truly a criminal criminal, but he he could fit in with the rest of the crew that they've got because Green goblin's already a member Craven's already a member mysterio's already a member lizard could have been a member of the eh,
0: Syndicate. Yeah. From, from the comics perspective he never uh, he was never an organized person and I think the distinction between the spider foes and the criminal syndicate are the people who are involved in like organized crime
1: that is that is fair he was not the ones organizing bank heists every week but yeah. Mm -hmm. I just I would love to have him in there because I think he also we need
0: some amount of distinction between criminal syndicate and spider foes. So they're not just the same affiliation.
1: That is true. Like criminal syndicate these days feels like uh, Kingpin Omega Red and then a bunch of spider foes. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Are there any other places that jump out to you?
1: Well, um, I actually have been testing around with adding him into a Guardians of the Galaxy list because Ooh. I have really enjoyed playing with the new um, Star-Lord changes mm-hmm. and the Gamora changes on top of Rocket and um, Groot. Looped. Where I, I that core is so low in cost,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you can run Lizard... In a slot there at 15 points and still have your full core of Star Lord, Gamora, Gruner Rocket. Yeah. So being able to do that is really like handy on, you know, like a 15 point, um, like Gamma Shelters or something, mm-hmm. where you've got a really killy character in Gamora that can move some bodies off of points. But then you've also got a bruiser like Lizard that the enemy's not going to want to attack because he's so tanky if you give him power he'll throw pieces off of the point. It's a fun little list that I've been toying around with, kind of working on trying to get built up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I I have mixed feelings about the um guardian changes.
1: Um Do you think do you think they're too strong or do you think they are
0: I thought the fact that it cost a tactics card allowed it to be this really unique place where you could play silver bullets without rep- without being with without when they don't shoot off being punished for having a silver bullet in your deck
1: I can see that and it but...
0: it, it it incentivized a different style of play that while not necessarily powerful was different and interesting.
1: I do see what you're what you're talking about with it. My one thing is that I, I feel like the creators of the game really wanted those iconic leader characters on the board. And when you have that sort of leadership where it costs a tactics card to use, people don't bring him. And you saw that with a lot of old Guardians lists where they would just leave Star Lord out because he wasn't strong enough to like there's so many other three costers you can bring mm-hmm. that brought a lot more to the table than him. So now that he's got a change where it doesn't cost that card, more people are going to see him on the table, which is good for the game. It's mm-hmm. like people walking by checking it out. It's like, oh, there's Star-Lord and Groot. That's pretty awesome. You know, what is this game? Like, I, I like that aspect where they- they're making the leaders more usable between Cap and Green Goblin and mm-hmm. Star-Lord. We actually start seeing them on the table more because Star-Lord and Green Goblin were the, like, leaders that weren't used. People hey. were run okay a lot of people that tried to run spider foes would be like i like carnage and i like mysterio i don't like green goblin so these changes that they're putting mm-hmm. in are making it so these these iconic characters are going to be on the table more which i think is a good thing yeah uh, just in general
0: it's my thing and i've said this for a long time is is green goblin's learning curve was a brick wall yeah and if you got over that brick wall he was a solid character and, and I'm one of the like two to three people who got over the brick wall.
1: My quote about Green Goblin was always, he felt like he was a 3.5 cost character in a four cost card.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. it felt like he was just a little underpowered for the four cost. And I, they've certainly fixed that with the mm-hmm. changes that they put on him. Because his leadership now is great. I was shocked at how much I got Benefit out of that
0: role. Oh, yeah. oh
1: it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's I. It's I get why it has to be done. It still saddens me that you lose the interesting playstyle.
1: He was an interesting playstyle before because you didn't use him as a bruiser. You used him as like a mobile kind of tanky control piece that you just and like if you dazed him his role completely flipped. Oh
0: yeah. No. Yeah. I was talking about a star I went back to Star Lord because we were talking about Guardians earlier.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um and and it's just like the place where you could play these weird wacky cards that are really powerful but don't always come up. And I'm sad to see that place go, because then you suddenly lose all the places to play certain cards, I find. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and it's like with the changes to 10 cards, with the current setup, you've got either Blind Obsession or um, Bitter Rivals or both of them. You've got your two restricted cards, normally either Doom Prophecy or Field Dressing and all you've got. That leaves you with one card to play with. And in an affiliation like Guardians, they have like three or four action-specific, very good cards Mm -hmm. that you want to be looking at. So it's tough to swing that. And back with the old Guardians leadership, if you brought, say, Deadly Duo, Mm -hmm. you don't want to discard that. But you also don't want to discard one of your restricted cards. And you probably don't want to discard bitter rivals. So if you're not discarding any of those, what are you discarding for the benefit? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But it was, it was. I was splashing stuff. Uh, it's, you could splash stuff into characters like uh, Ghost Rider into a Guardians list and bring uh, a Deal with the Devil or a Hell on Wheels. And if, if you realize there's a point in the game where it does not come up, you're like, okay, bye-bye. Because those don't always come up every game.
1: That is true, and this is out of the scope of the episode, I guess. Yeah. But Ghost Rider feels really good in the new Guardians. Oh yeah, new, new Ghost, Ghost Rider and new Guardians. He's he is quite awesome. Uh, I I played um,
0: uh, two weeks ago. We did an episode with uh, Rich, um, Rich Mid Gaming, and then I played the list we made on stream against him, and. Ghost Rider almost won me the game versus Black Order.
1: Oh, yeah. The the beefiness that he got with his buff, it is yeah. nice. And he always, like, there is no way to avoid giving him power. Mm-hmm. You will always give him power. And that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, no, it's, it's... My general sense about this changes is that I think some of them are fantastic, Um, especially the Enchantress and the Medusa changes. I really adore. Yeah. But some of them feel, to me, like you're having to lose some of the identity of the character in order to make them playable. And that saddens me.
1: I will... (sighs) i will say this if the identity of ultron was his original card then they got the feel wrong because ultron is supposed to be super powerful villain and he was weak as could be and i think those changes are perfect for him oh yeah because he's Uh, not he's not strong enough that you bring him every list but he's strong enough that you want him in your affiliation
0: oh yeah no ultron was not one i was i was considering in that um I think Hulk,
1: Hulk Hulk feels a little heavy-handed
0: yeah Hulk feels a little heavy-handed um I'm interested to see what they do with ma and bullseye because bullseye is one of my boys
1: yeah ebony ma and bullseye are both uh in dire need they are like the that's like the bottom two of the tier lists right now is those two
0: I contest <laughs> uh I I don't like Storm at all.
1: I don't like Storm, the character. She feels like Iron Man without the cool nude Iron Man stuff that Iron Man got. Yeah. But her leadership is great. And she does have a throw, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. And she's um, a cool sculpt, a cool mini, which yeah. sometimes that is that is all it takes for me to want to use a piece. Like well, they Blizzard, sculpted the
0: wrong version of Storm.
1: Yeah, she doesn't have the uh, big shoulder pads from the she, 90s cartoon. Uh,
0: she doesn't have her mohawk.
1: <laughs> oh, you want the, the, the 80s punk version? Uh, God, yes. I would I would, I would I would. love to see AMG go. I, I know most people wouldn't. I would love to see them go back through and do alternate sculpts and alternate mm-hmm. pieces. Well, we, for we are
0: getting the Bible packs.
1: We are. I don't know if Storm's going to be in one. I would love to see Hulk and Wolverine, though. That would be a really cool one to do, like a very iconic, like you know, matchup between those two. Yeah, but it's but yeah, I, Storm, Storm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I,
0: like, I'm I'm guessing a second Storm will come out uh, when they eventually release the Morlocks.
1: That would be fun. You would hope they would do that with Gambit, but Gambit's already on his way. So,
0: well, and it's it's. I would put. Um, I would see Gambit as affiliated, but if if I were to think of like the iconic two leaders of the Morlocks, it would be Storm, and it would be uh, what's her name? C I R I something something something. Um, Lady with the knives.
1: Ah, uh, my brain isn't working well enough to pull that out of out of the hat.
0: One second, I need to look this up quickly because it's going to bug me all day. Uh, Callisto.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. And she has she has a lot of ties to like Gambit and that sort of like Cajun underbelly mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. Then. Yep. But I also I also think that when they release Apocalypse then Gambit should be involved. Mm-hmm. With him, I think Mr. Sinister should be involved as well with the Marauders uh, affiliation. I, I there's I, a lot of stuff that I would like to see that they the are ma- holding off on doing, we'll say that. Marauders <laughs> <right
0: models now. laughs> I want to see is the Pirate captain uh, Kitty Pride. Marauders.
1: I would love a Kitty Pride model just in general. I kitty pride, kitty pride, and Lockie would be sweet.
0: Yes, I want that. I'm worried because a lot of her costumes are absolute garbage.
1: I love it—the old '80s one with the blousey purple. Like, I've, oh, I've, it is I've, so horrible. It is. It is dated. I'll give you that, but I think it's still. It looks cool it, on a on a model, a well sculpted model. It would be cool.
0: I I am. She's a character. She's the second care, second highest character that I'm worried about the sculpt. Uh, I I have faith that my actual biggest worry is not going to come through to fruition because of things they have commented about, um, on stream, which is Emma Frost. I think they cannot do old Emma Frost outfits.
1: Yeah, the lingerie model Emma Frost might be problematic. Yeah, and it's not fun to paint. You no, know, like. Like, I was talking about that the other day with Black Swan. Black Swan's, like, Marvel outfit right now is, like, a sports bra and leather pants. Like, give me something a little more, like, dynamic in the in the piece, you know? This is a comic book you're talking about here. You don't want... And Emma Frost has gone through a lot of changes yeah. throughout the years I, of comics. I, I, so... I think
0: they can do her, like, pantsuit style.
1: Or diamond form or something, you know? Well, I
0: think she's going to be a form change
1: character. That would be fun. hmm
0: But it's, 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 I think she's the one that I'm most worried about model-wise. I am. Yeah, more, I, I can understand that. I am more worried for other reasons about Psylocke.
1: I'm, I'm less worried about that because her look has been pretty iconic for years. Well, no, and... it, it
0: has nothing to do with her look, and it has everything to do with her alter ego name. Oh, it, the yeah the
1: Bet- Betsy Braddock, is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, well, uh, up until probably the mid-2000s, the entire idea of Psylocke was a white woman possessing the body of a Japanese woman.
1: Yeah, that is, that is problematic, and yeah. they, it, it's a it's a line that they have to walk because that is a very popular character that yes and, fans want to see,
0: and Betsy Braddock is still in the universe and they can still do her, and I think you could appease a lot of people by doing a split pack of, uh, Konao, Konana, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce. The actual, because, like, the original host now has her body back and is still doing sightlock stuff. Um, But Betsy Braddock is now Captain Britain. Right. And I think you could do that split pack and appease people that way.
1: I would be totally fine with that.
0: Yeah. But it's just, like, that history is very, is going to be very rough to deal with.
1: And then you could do a Nightcrawler, and you've already got magic, and you could do an Excalibur affiliation. Oh, yes. We,
0: you yeah, definitely thing. could do... You could bring out... I want Nightcrawler to be the leader of... I expect Nightcrawler to wait to be the leader of uh, Excalibur.
1: I'd be very okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then they could do a What If Pack, where they do um, Captain Britain, the you know Peggy Carter version from... The What If series, because I think that she's, she's begging to be made into a piece.
0: Oh yeah. Peggy, Peggy Carter, um, you could do the Carter pack of Peggy Carter, Agent
1: 13. I'd be okay with that too. That would be fun as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But yes, uh, but back to, uh, all of our actual programming, (laughs) um, Also, another place I could see putting Lizard is the Defenders.
1: Yeah, Defenders are uh, interesting. They Doctor Strange has always been the problem piece for that list for me, not because he's a bad piece. He's a great piece. The problem for me is that he's a six cost model in an affiliation that has a lot of higher value characters that they want to bring between Hulk and um, Ghost Rider and that sort of thing. You've got you've got more three costers in it now with the heroes for higher guys mm-hmm. and lizard. I think could fit in there well. I don't know if he is going to take as well advantage of the affiliation bonus as certain other models would. Because a four die attack on his builder with a push, which is good, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not earth shaking. Yeah, and he is kind of power starved when he's trying to build up for that throw. Mm-hmm if they don't attack him, which happens a lot. So I don't know if he's going to be interacting with points and spending power on the defender's ability to change that to a mystic attack or an energy attack or whatever. Yeah. But I could see it, I mean, he's just a solid model. So mm-hmm. it's it's my thing right now where he can go in any list. I, yeah. I will put him in black order if I need to. Like, <laughs> I like him that much.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, another place, and I think a place he may fit a little bit better. Uh-
1: um it's Sin cabal yeah sin spam is a fun solid list and he slots in there perfectly Mm -hmm. because with her ability where all it takes is you being near someone contesting them for the the stuff to proc on her her card Mm -hmm. it's hard to get rid of lizard when he gets up in your face And he can really throw a wrench in people's plans. And with that medium-sized base and the medium movement, he's got a lot of range when he gets rolling. Yeah.
0: Are there any other places that you want to shout him out in?
1: Like I said, I I will use him in any list. Um, A-Force is another good one because I love being able to have someone up there that if you punch him I will give more power to captain marvel or she hulk or Mm -hmm. whoever so he's that battery that you either deal with him and give me power or you ignore him and i just score points left and right yes and that that's a fun element to that a force list that i like a lot
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um speaking of passing power around i could also see him in in humans
1: yeah and any, anything where they can give him power is going to be good. And while I, I'm pretty much exclusively an in-person player, and I am in America, and we don't have Blade or Moon Knight yet, I could see him doing well in Midnight Suns. Oh yeah. Because with that medium-sized base, being able to bump the knight up, you can. I mean, you could get past the center of the board with two moves with him. That's, oh yeah. That's fast. <laughs> so that that's a fun element that. I think I think he I think he would do well in that list. Mm-hmm.
0: And then also, it just... also kind
1: of it kind of fits thematically too. Like I could oh, yeah. see him helping those guys, or
0: he could fight vampires. Yeah, Where's our vampire affiliation.
1: <laughs> they gotta release Morbius first, I guess. But <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'm waiting for Werewolf by Night. I would rather see that piece.
2: Mm.
0: Fair enough. Um, and then, of course, I want to shout out the Web Warriors.
1: Yeah, and that's the, the turn zero joke because all those guys love web warriors mm-hmm. and pretty much any three or 4 cost character will go great with web warriors. It, I mean, the sad thing is that anytime they say it, it's normally true because yeah. Lizard's a tanky piece. So if you give him a defensive reroll, of course he's going to love it. You know, it's yeah. like... Now, I don't know about the amazing Spider-Man leadership. That's less up Lizard's alley. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying... Mm-hmm. It's not going to be something that he will play off as much. But Miles, yeah, absolutely. Throw Lizard in there. Because you've already got a cheap core with, you know... (laughs) You could bring, you know, Miles, Gwen, and Moon Knight for a nine-point core for that list.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And just build off there. If you want to run a 14.5-man squad, you could do those three, Lizard and Okoye. And you've got an in-affiliation fourteen-point team to go in the sword base and ruin people's days.
0: I actually would go with New Rocket over Okoye. Like... I
1: I that is fair. The changes to Rocket have made him—he went from like a middle tier to Coster to now he's like my second. He's like him and Toad are right next to each other. Okoye is still top until she gets nerfed.
0: Yeah, and I I expect her to get enough. We haven't we know we have at least changes to Black Panther. Yeah, uh, because he needs his timing change.
1: Yeah, I I could see I could see her getting knocked down a little bit, yeah. and if that's the case, Rocket might go up to the top because not being able to throw anything into him was how I killed him more often than not. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and Rocket- him not taking. Market with a defensive weevil and cover.
3: Yeah, Ugh.
1: yeah. I, I I like that. I like that to uh, add a lot. And he's a fun piece. Like oh yeah, like a two coster with a range four five die builder. That's pretty good. Range that's like five. oh, I apologize. Range five. <laughs> that's that's better than Cyclops. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cyclops but, has but, more mobility though.
1: Yeah, that's fair. He's also two more character points to bring onto the battlefield.
0: Well, and I think most of that is actually in his field leader ability, which I think is really, really good and slept on by a mile.
1: It is really good. He is too power-starved to be able to reliably use it. That, that is why, is why
0: Cyclops is an amazing, amazing person in Steve Avengers.
1: He is really good in Steve Avengers. I also think his son Cable is really good in Steve Avengers, and oh, yeah. he's affiliated Mhm. Mm-hmm. I, I have fun with that list a lot being able to um use his bodyguard ability well I, whatever you call it the shielding ability the cable has i can't remember it off the for top one.
3: of my head yeah
1: yeah but being able to do that for one cost off his turn is amazing mm-hmm. because he starts with two power a turn and with that range five builder that he's got you can have a little bit of power on him so long as you don't go crazy spending it with your body slide ability and other stuff. So being able to put him in range to buff your other defenses is super convenient for that Sam, or not Sam, but the uh, Steve Avengers list.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So if we have talked about many options. Is there one that you want to build today?
1: Well, um, as far as building outside of Spider-Foes, which that, that's my, my favorite place for him just because it's super... In affiliation, in yep. everything. But I actually like the idea of doing that Cabal list you were talking Ooh, about.
0: Ooh, nice. So first thing we have to do is get the two, the the partners in crime in there, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, so we will do Sin and Crossbones. We'll mm-hmm. put both of them in. And then after that, I am a big fan of um, just like a Cabal toolbox. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to do is add Red Skull as well as another oh, option for a yes. leader.
0: I, I like out of affiliation Red Skull a lot.
1: I do too. And his kit is probably the most complete kit out of any of the starting characters in that original core.
0: Yeah, um, and, and he's
1: he's got so much going on for him with like between his attacks and his abilities and. His bodyguard is so unique. I love yes. his bodyguard. <laughs>
0: have you put him onto the table with a Venom?
1: I have used him with Venom. And it's hilarious because no one, not one person expects that to happen. Where they're attacking Red Skull, and they're like, I'm going to take Red Skull out, you're going to lose your Cabal leadership, and then I pull Venom over, and he's so many snacks his way back to full health, and kills whoever was attacking Red Skull. It feels amazing.
0: Well, so I have done it in Spider-Foes to get, uh, as uh I, I have done it in a Spider Furs list and it is disgusting.
1: Yeah, that that is that is entertaining.
0: I have also done the Web Warriors team of uh Red Skull, Miles, Venom, Sabretooth, and uh Daredevil.
1: Yeah, that... You're making me want to, because my local night is on Tuesdays. I will be going out to my local night tomorrow to play. Yeah. You're making me want to build a list like that to bring and play around with.
0: it. it, it the counter-attack the counter list is super fun. Because um, if you need to go a point down and can't fit in Red Skull, you fit in, uh, yet to be released here in the U.S., Baron Mordo.
1: Yeah, Mordo or Hood, if you want to go that route. Because Hood is in Cabal.
0: Yeah, well, this is the Web Warriors list, so you get your defensive oh, well, re-rolls.
1: Yeah, and th- that's uh, yeah. I, th- there's a lot of fun stuff, mm-hmm. and th- there's so many like different like playstyles you can do now with the game because oh, yeah. it used to just be, you know, when there's like four affiliations, you either ran Wakanda, or you ran Cabal, or Avengers or Guardians. Like that was it for like the first like few months of the game. Maybe occasionally
0: Asgard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the games felt pretty samey mm-hmm. back then. And the, the play styles were, I mean, like, four was a little bit of a heavier bruiser, but everyone else was like that three or four cost leader with, like, kind of tanky kind of mobility or whatever. And mm-hmm. now there's traps list, counterattack list. You've even got some counterattack tactics cards that you can bring in. There's a bunch of stuff going oh, on.
0: Oh, yeah. You have condition lists now. Yep. Cool. But. Uh, I do think we should talk about Hood for our Cabal list, because he is affiliated.
1: Yeah, I actually love Hood in Cabal. I, Hood is just a fun character to bring regardless. Like, three costs, so he's. With the Sin spam, you, you want to bring him. But having a rapid fire Mystic attack is yeah. super good. Like, I love that ability. And his kit is so interesting. It's like people having to deal with him, like, do you want to flip his form when you attack him? Like, there's, there's a bunch of stuff going on that people have to think about before they even move in to do something about Hood. Yes. But any any rapid fire attack is going to be great with a Red Skull leader, um, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, Hood is just a good, solid character to bring with any affiliation cabals, Sin or Red Skull.
0: And then, of course, I think we have to get Berenzimo in there.
1: Yeah, Zemo is pretty much staple to any cabal list. He's mm-hmm. um, one of the best characters in the game, um, still to this day, and they're not changing him. So he's really good. Yeah, y- you want to bring him.
0: Yeah, he's good without feeling overbearing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then an- another character. Now, I normally in a Sin Red Skull toolbox list like this, I would bring Enchantress. And I would probably still do that this time, but I actually think I would rather go with Doctor Voodoo. I think Doctor Voodoo is my replacement enchantress mm-hmm. for the future. I like his kit a lot. Mm-hmm. The possession plays and stuff that you can do. He's got a throw built in on him, and mm-hmm. the the immunity to hex and incinerate is <laughs> the like best combination ever. Mm-hmm. I, he's he's a fun he's a fun character to bring that I think people are. Going to realize pretty quick oh, yeah. that he's he's really potent on the table.
0: Um my big plus for him over Enchantress, and why I don't actively hate him, um, is that in because Enchantress until the changes. Of note, until the changes, uh, you could always turn one steel and extract with advanced RD. And yep. and and you can't do that with Doctor Voodoo.
1: That is true. But I, I, I'm okay with giving that up. Because yeah.
0: I think that is good for the health of the game.
1: Yeah. Because that, that play, like, like, if you were doing that to someone who's like, oh, let me show you how to play this game. Oh, you want to play on hammers? Okay, yeah, that's a fun one. You move up and steal a hammer round one from them. That, that's yeah. so backbreaking. Like, mm-hmm. And then you've got her with a hammer where she's doing, like, Six die beam attacks turn two. That's that's mm-hmm. uh, gross. Yeah, you know you don't to do that to people. They like may, let them enjoy the game before mm-hmm. you you club the baby seal.
0: And now we don't have to worry about that because it's now an action, which I think was a great change. Yeah, because I was honestly considering adv- if, if they didn't change her at all, because we weren't sure if she was in the target window or not. uh, I would have been advocating for an advanced R and D
1: restriction. I, I'm still, I'm, I'm, they might do that. Yeah. That, that might be coming.
0: Cause when have you seen a fail advanced R&D recently?
1: Well, it, my, my issue with advanced R&D is that it is a negative play experience enabler mm-hmm. because pretty much all of them start with, okay, you're going to R&D over a power to whoever, Then you're gonna do this combo with this using this character and this leadership ability. And the next thing you know, you've got a turn two cap of all three legacy virus cures on toad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that that's not fun. Like being able to do that like without any interaction from your opponent, that that's if if the opponent can roll or do something to try and stop it, fine. If they don't have an ability to do that, it's not fun Mm -hmm. for anybody involved. I don't care if you're the one playing the cards and doing the stuff. It's still not fun. Like, why set up the terrain and pull the pieces out if you're going to win the game like that? That's not That's mm-hmm. not entertaining. I don't know. It's just is me. Mm-hmm. I also come from a background where I played a lot of 40K and been tabled turn one. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that's not a fun feeling for anybody.
0: Yeah. So uh, a character I want to bring up, because I think we want a two-pointer, and I want to talk about the in-affiliation two-pointer of Bob.
1: Bob is great. Um Bob is like the 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 death star, very slow moving, just you don't know when it's going to happen, but when he fires, he is going to destroy stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to send the team in to be very specific about taking him out, which is crazy for a two cost character. yeah, like the amount of the amount of attention he draws for a two- cost character is nuts. Yeah. no,
0: he is he he brings in such a stunning amount of attention for a two cost character. And I think since he's in affiliation, I want to put him in.
1: I like that, Ed. Mm-hmm. So we have two slots left, is that yes. right?
0: and I want to talk about an in-affiliation four-pointer that I, I adore. Uh, how do you feel about Sabretooth?
1: Sabretooth is a piece that I have used a couple of times, and it's always been with Brotherhood, just because I tested him out when mm-hmm. the Brotherhood, Brotherhood was new. Released. Yeah, and he never felt great to me. He was better than Wolverine, and I still feel that way that he is a better Wolverine than Wolverine. Mm -hmm. But his um, kit feels too vulnerable (laughs) for how tanky he's supposed to be. Like the threes on his defense and he's got a counterattack and he's got some good health which is nice, but Beyond that, like, I, I don't... Uh, I want him to take a hit better. Mm. I don't know. I guess that's just me. But I do... I mean, he's cool because he's in affiliation, which I like.
0: And he he's, is a long mover that has aggressive and is size three.
1: Yeah. The long move is what uh, draws him in for me. Because that's half of Zemo's appeal. Where he's able to get across the battle. Like, you can really yeah. move from, like, one capture point on a battlefield over to the other and if you spend the power you could even get a charge off on one of those like yeah. he's he's great and the the the, the saber has that similar kind of feel to him mm-hmm. and the counterattack is really strong oh
0: yeah it is great um and also the fact that he's size three over zemo size two is a is something i think people underestimate
1: yeah and my other issue with him is that both of his attacks are range two, which feels bad in mm-hmm. the sense that other character like Zemo has a range three
2: mm-hmm.
1: venom. Who's another like counter attack character that I think of, he's got multiple range threes mm-hmm. and even his counterattack is range three. Whereas um, Sabretooth's is range two. So there's, there's some positives and negatives. I, I,
3: it's <laughs> oh
0: okay, when you actually look at it, um, Sabertooth is also range three. He just has to do his aggressive trigger first. That is fair. Um, it's actually a little bit farther away than Venom because a short move is a little bit longer than a range two, and range three is double range two.
1: That is that is fair, but I don't always want to move off the point to go get a counterattack in. Which is the give and the take. Yeah. Now, if I can get closer to a point by doing that, that is awesome. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it's situational. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, f- I found that a lot of those early mutant releases, <laughs> they're situationally good. Mm-hmm. Like, even Wolverine, who I I despise that piece. I hate the way they designed Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But, I think that situationally, Wolverine is really good in certain scenarios. Oh, yeah. Same thing for Cyclops. There are certain scenarios where Cyclops is really good. Mm-hmm. But... I want a piece that's good all the time. Mm-hmm. That is always reliable and does what I wanted to. But like all of those early releases, the only piece that I think that they the two pieces I think they really nailed with that early mutant release is Magneto and Toad. Mystique is pretty good too. I but will, I really like Beast. Yeah. Beast is Beast is okay. And out of the early mutants, he was probably the best of them. Yeah. But Domino came out soon after that, and she completely supplanted Beast as far as three-cost mutants go that I want to bring.
0: I I have a weird obsession with Doom Prophecy, and I think Beast is better with Doom Prophecy than Domino.
1: That is, that is fair. Because I think
0: Although, Domino is uniquely bad at Doom Prophecy. I don't know because
1: she's got that rapid fire no it's... no no here's
0: he is, here's is the thing because she's constantly spending for her crits, yeah
1: uh that's true. she
0: rarely ever sits at the three power at the start of a round to uh play
1: doom prophecy that is that is true and doom prophecy is one of those like round swinging cards that you want someone with and a, multiple attacks, either a beam or a rapid fire or something. I actually, uh, as far as targets for that go, War Machine is my favorite. War Machine with Doom Prophecy is gross because he's tanky enough that he can take some hits, build up a little power, but he doesn't have anything to spend his power on. Yeah. Uh, so you just save it up, Doom Prophecy on a turn, and just lay waste to someone. On Researchers... Yeah. You can line up, like, four attacks, hit them twice, and then if you build up enough power, which you're going to, you can all you've got and do it all over again and just wipe out a whole team.
0: So it's uh, my personal favorite is Doc
1: He's also very good, because with that four physical and the basic strike of his, where you get the double um, count for wilds... So have you heard is... the
0: math for that?
1: I I haven't. I'm not a math guy. I, I'm 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 math illiterate, but uh-huh. I've heard that you can spike some crazy damage. So You like a...
0: average five point five damage an attack. Yeah, uh, five point five successes an attack on dark yeah, Ark, which is ridiculous.
1: And then if he's in spider foes, you can make them re-roll one of their successes on defense.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it can spike so much higher than that, too. Oh, yeah. Just because uh, I, I remember a game, and I've told this story many a times, but I love it dearly. I was, the first time I played the Santa's spider furs list that I ended up kind of pioneering. Uh, I ended up playing against another Santa's player. And I, on a six-dice strike, I got eight successes and uh, took out Santos.
1: Oh yeah, Thanos. <laughs> it always surprises me how um spiky like kills come Thanos's way because he oh, only yeah. has three three defense dice. Like, oh yeah, I know he's he's got that that invulnerability thing, which is cool. Don't get me wrong, but he is less tanky than Blizzard when it comes to physical attacks. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you think of it like that, like when you just hit someone real like like Thanos he's gonna hate Helios bombardment oh yeah because just nuking him off the board like turn three or whatever all of a sudden you're thinking you yeah, I'm gonna KO like three people this turn I'm gonna next thing you know Thanos is gone or well, these
0: Blackwater days is, Black Order is all sorts of up in the air right now
1: That is true. We haven't seen any
0: changes to the card, but there's at least one change I imagine Corvus is going to get, which is going to be that crit wild for the flurry rather than just the wild that everyone else has gotten.
1: I, yeah, I I know they're changing stuff. I know in one of the um, streams that AMG did, they said that they're looking at and they are changing who can carry what gems. So if that means that, Corvus is losing the reality gem. That changes him completely. Yeah. If all of a sudden, if Black Dwarf can carry, say, a power gem or the reality gem, mm-hmm. like, like a, f- a five cost Black Dwarf with the reality gem, I would bring him all over the place. Yeah. Like he is.
0: Um. He's
1: he's a piece that slept on a lot too. And yeah.
0: Black Dwarf has slept on. I also think Proxima is slept on.
1: Not by me. <laughs> so. <laughs> Proxima is the the one B to my lizard one A in my yes. Sam Spam list. So,
0: like... so I do <laughs> uh, so she's my one A in criminal syndicate because I play a lot of Omega Red. Oh, uh, yeah. And she has the poison on her. She's
1: she's also mobile because she has that long move and the spear throw. Like yeah. she is very very mobile.
0: Uh-huh. And then you get the poison off of them on the spear throw to to proc Omega Red and it's just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that uh, that that's a that's a fun fun character to play with, and it was a character that I used to... like when she first came out and I saw her and Corvus, I was like, well, Corvus is the one you bring, you just pay the three costs for her as a tax so you can activate her after Corvus, and maybe you'll get a hit or two in whatever. But the more I put her on the table and the more I've used her, she's really good on her own oh yeah i've used her in web warriors i've used her in sam like i said Mm -hmm. she's another character in guardians that i think could do really well because they have a very mobile list especially now with the adding of uh, hit and run on um, star lord oh yeah like you've got a lot of very mobile characters gamora Drax isn't super mobile, but he moves medium. But then you've also got hit and run on Star-Lord. You've got Ronin, who's a um, medium-sized base with a medium movement. Mm -hmm. And then you add in another long-move character, or two, if you bring Zemo, Mm -hmm. you can get across the board quick. And with a character like Proxima, where she gets there and has martial prowess and an invulnerability power... She can take some hits, and she can hold a point against stronger enemies Oh yeah! more than the enemy thinks that they... Like, they think, oh, five health, whatever, I'm going to take this piece out, no problem.
0: And occasionally they just kill themselves.
1: Yeah. She, she's a fun one. I, 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 I enjoy that piece a lot.
0: So, a, a character that is not out in the U.S. that I want to talk for our list about is Big Daddy D.
1: So, Big Daddy D, or Dormammu for the people, who mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, he is a piece that is super interesting to me, because you can literally bring a whole new affiliation for one piece and maybe a tactics card or two. Yeah. And since we're getting 10 cards now, mm-hmm. adding Dark Dimension into every roster where it's like, oh, this is a 17, 18 point game. Yeah, let's, let's play Dark Dimension. Let's throw that out there. Oh, it's a 14, 15 point game? Oh, well, let's run the Sin Spam or yeah. Web Warriors or whatever. And it's, it gives you a flexibility. Like I thought with the announced changes that Black Order would do this. Because you could run like essentially a three-piece Black Order team of Corvus, Proxima, Thanos, Mm -hmm. give them whatever gems you want. I would do like mine time on Thanos and reality on Corvus and call it a day. Mm -hmm. So that's only three pieces in your roster, whereas it would have taken up six pieces previously. So you can bring a seven point list. Like the one that I had been testing out was essentially my tanky Sam spam with a Black Order affiliated three piece extra kind of... Mm -hmm. side group that depending on the lineup and the matchup i go "Ah, i don't feel like playing um 17 with my sam spam i want to run black order i want to kill people yeah and you can swap it out the omamu is that on steroids because (laughs) when you decide you want to switch it's like one piece one enormous piece that you put in the center of the table and say deal with it and you can tailor a team that is both like dormammu loves baron zemo baron zemo works well with any affiliation like mm-hmm. literally every affiliation in the game likes having him on the table oh yeah so being able to say okay well i've got dormammu i'll bring zemo and then you can bring say A- iron fist or lizard works great i mean there's so many like three cost pieces that are really good in the game right now moon knight is one of them mm-hmm.
0: but where like, lizard is the one we're trying to show off today
1: That is true, but like lizard, like getting that extra power, getting up to that throw is so useful. Mm -hmm. And his spender, it's not flashy, but it does work. Oh yeah! When like when you when you put like
0: because the combination of bleed and slow together is devastating.
1: Yeah, and like hitting a character like Ghost Rider with that is really bad. Because
0: not anymore.
1: Oh wait, he's immune to bleed now,
0: isn't he? Yeah. He yeah, has four immunities now.
1: He has a lot of immunities. But slow on him does still hurt.
0: Yeah, he's a large base and he has his he has his. Uh,
1: oh he can still spend and drive his, his long, bike. Yeah. yeah. Alright, fine. Not Ghost Rider. But pretty much anyone else that moves faster than slow speed does not like having that. Oh yeah. Zemo whammy.
0: Zemo hates it.
1: Zemo hates it. But like, that attack, that cold-blooded attack, is another reason why I like him in Midnight Suns. Because mm-hmm. being able to reliably apply bleed, because you don't have to do damage or do anything. You just have to roll the attack. Yep. And if you get extra power, if you have extra power, being able to spend three on that attack is worth it a lot of times. Oh, yeah. And I also want to say, the, the change to tactics cards... They are adding in those two slots the Monkey Brain Lizard Home Tactics card is really tactically useful. It's a good card. So I never brought it. I have but...
0: seen the most devastating Monkey Brain uh, Lizard Home because someone Dune Prophecy
1: <laughs>
0: Monkey Brained. I love it. And it was 10 dice on attack if I remember correctly?
1: Yeah it's what aoe 2 is that right
3: yeah. i can't remember it
1: yeah so you've you've if you place yourself well and hit everyone and then after it's done everyone gets pushed away short
0: if they're still alive
1: assuming they're still alive and if they're not mysterio can um tricks and traps to them or green goblin or whoever and finish up the the job but yeah, like mysterio that, that can uh
0: green goblin can't because Green Goblin right. is only on Place or
1: Advance. That's right. But yeah, that that is a that is a card that I never had the room for to use. But with the addition of those two extra cards, I've started using it more, and I love it. Like oh, yeah. it, it's three power, so it's a little expensive, but it's an AOE attack. Oh yeah. And when you're rolling nine or ten dice on an AOE attack like that, and like,
0: and like if you remember correctly, AOE attacks are generally like four to five cost
1: yeah or six if they have an ability or something attached to them like yeah. the, like when you look at like because uh what is it daredevil has a aoe but it's six cost
0: uh five cost
1: it's five cost okay. yeah, i'm sorry i'm thinking of cable cable cable's a six cost. Yeah, also six. yeah so you know for two less power although it'd be more if you did the the, doom prophecy, uh, doom prophecy. Yeah. but that's okay because you're you're sending you're spending six power for an uh, aoe two which is the range on all of those other aoe attacks but you're rolling 10 dice to their five dice or whatever yeah. six dice mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah so um do we want to add dorm into this list
1: i um Let's see, what do we have so far? So we have one slot left, so that would be Dormammu.
0: I, I have not officially put Sabertooth in. Do we want to put Sabertooth in?
1: Well, I'm, I'm okay with putting Sabertooth in. Okay. He's, he's a fun piece to uh, uh, play around with, and we're not looking to take down tournaments necessarily. We're yeah. looking to have fun. And-, and
0: the other big thing, which I think we forgot to mention, is he's is another healing factor character, so we get another exceptional healing target.
1: Yeah. And Exceptional Healing is a um, fun card. In fact, the, the the Exceptional Healing play makes me want to find a spot to bring in Cassandra Nova in this list. Oh, too.
0: you are speaking <laughs> my language because I do love Cassandra Nova.
1: Yeah. In fact, why don't we go back? We'll take out Dr. Voodoo and put in Cassandra Nova. Okay. That, that, that.
0: And so we have Cassandra... a nearly full in-affiliation roster.
1: Well, that's easy to do when you run something like Avengers or Cabal. Yeah. Where You've got so many just solid characters that's like, oh, they are a villain. Yeah, they go in there. Mm-hmm. Like Magneto runs around with a bunch of Nazis. Like, come on. Like, But he's, uh, he's in affiliation.
0: Ma- Ma- he's in affiliation by technicality. I never use him in affiliation.
1: Yeah, I will, I'll, I'll never bring Magneto. I'll bring Mystique. I like Mystique with Red Skull because of the rapid fire. Yeah. And like building extra power for her abilities it's kind of useful, although I do say that she she ends up not being able to spend the power as much as I would like. Mm-hmm. So I end up using her for a lot of, like, Doom Prophecy plays.
0: Yeah, she she's a really solid Doom Prophecy target. Um, she has some of the, like, so I played a Doom Prophecy Wakanda list for a while. And you could Wakanda forever on Mystique's turn to have the Never. shape... To have the shapeshifter ability apply, yeah. Uh, you can also use the wasp tactics card, pim particles, on Mystique's turn to get a throw that they can't brace.
1: That is <laughs> the the taking away those reactive ability powers. That is sneaky good. Yeah, like you. I, I never think about a time when I'm like putting her on the table, getting ready to use her, because it's like, okay, are going to do this stuff, she's going to build the power, whatever. But when I'm actually in the moment, I go, oh, wait, you can't do that. To oh, whatever. yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's a fun feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: Or reactive tactics cards, which means uh, you all, they also can't, like, no more mutants, any of your stuff. That, yeah,
1: the... That, that is a good... Uh, she's great.
3: I, oh, yeah. She's I, amazing. I really,
1: yeah. And putting her in this list would work, but I don't think we have room for her. Yeah.
0: So currently, with with the proposed change, we have Lizard, Crossbone, Sin, Red Skull, Hood, Zemo, Bob, Sabretooth, and Cassandra Nova.
1: Yeah. And then that leaves one slot left, which we can put into Omamu, and... Depending on what they bring, we've got mid range where we could bring a skull cabal list, we've got low cost with the sin cabal list, and we've got high cost with a dormammu dark dimension play. Mm-hmm. it's actually pretty like, like I, when, I, when I do these sorts of lists with both sin and red skull, I call it like a cabal toolbox yeah. where I want options and fun play routes and methods to deal with anything that gets sent at me. Adding Dormammu in there is like a whole other layer of that.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: And, and that's a that's a fun play. And Dormammu, he's such like eight cost. He's he is a beefcake. Like there's there's a lot going on there. Like, yeah. He's he's he's
3: his own
0: twenty two health. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, he doesn't quite fit with the show because he doesn't uh, isn't allowed to go into other places.
1: Yeah. Like, if you run Dormammu, he is the affiliation. Yeah. Now, it's a whole different story when you talk about what works with him, because there's so many pieces now, it's, like, crazy with what you can bring. But, yeah, yeah he's, he limits the, the talk of extra affiliations.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I are we going with Dormammu?
1: I say we do. I think okay. that's a fun, fun um, ad for, like, those higher cost Although, I will say... I don't necessarily love Dormammu in those, like, 20-point games. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because your opponent can bring 20 points with their characters, and 20 points with their characters focusing their attacks on him will bring him down pretty quick.
0: Yeah, but a, so in a 17-point game, though...
1: Yeah, he, he works really well in, in that range.
0: Okay. So, uh, the first extract that I want to get us into is uh, a Cabal favorite, which is Montessi Formula.
1: I love Montesi, um, and it's it, it is a great spot for Lizard because he is tanky enough that pushing up to that middle objective, turn One, is fine for him. And mm-hmm. because yeah, like attacking into him is you know they might do some damage to him, they might hurt him, but they're probably not going to daze him. Moving up and attacking once for like two characters or whatever, uh-huh. and then he can pull back. Healing factor, heal up, and be ready to go. Turn two or turn three, like almost full health again. Yeah, and it's 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 potent. I, I like that ad a lot.
0: Um, and it's an asset for sin, and if you get the power off of the beam on, in uh, Red School Cabal.
1: Yeah, that is uh, a a fun. I it's one that people are going to have a hard time dealing with your list when you when you put that on the table.
0: And then the second one because we have healing available to us, I want to talk about struggle for the cube.
1: Struggle for the cube is a classic. It's the literally one of the, so my, the first game I ever played was on cubes. Uh, I think
0: everybody's first game was cubes uh, uh, Extremis. at least if you listen to the call cool box instructions.
1: Oh, I did not like I so the people who taught me the game had already bought in and painted their pieces, and mm-hmm. I was thrown to the wolves. But, um to counteract that, they let me play as Modoc. Uh,
3: ah. so
1: <laughs> I, I had a good time with my first game. The, the The person who taught me, they knew what they were doing because they got me immediately because I a, I love Modoc as a character from the comics. Mm-hmm. and B, I felt like a supervillain picking up trucks and buildings and throwing it all over the place and him not being able to hurt me. And that w- that was a fun, fun learning experience. So
0: on a side note, do you play the villainous games?
1: I do not. I'm familiar with them, but I it, it's... I get out like once a week to game nights and mm-hmm. most of the time is taken up with like mini games so I don't have time to put other board games on the table okay. very often.
0: Villainous is, is a game that I can manage to convince my parents to play with me. Um, And the new expansion does have MODOK in it. <laughs> it is MODOK, Loki and Madam Mask.
1: That's a fun fun group of villains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like anytime I put Modok on the table, I have to talk like him. Like I'll call my opponents imbecile and mm-hmm. you fools.
0: He is also and, the big that, villain in the Avengers video game.
1: Yeah, I didn't play that one. Um, I enjoyed like it a lot of
0: the people. <laughs> I I enjoyed it.
1: I I have heard that it has gotten a lot better mm-hmm. since the release, and it it does seem fun. Yeah, and I do like those looter shooter type of games. Oh yeah i could i could see myself getting into it my issue is that um i've actually sort of started abstaining from video games and that's why i've gotten a lot of my pieces painted ah. because in the evenings when i would turn on the the xbox or whatever i've stopped doing that and i'll take at least 30 or 45 minutes a day to paint mm-hmm. i don't have to get anything finished but it's just a thing that i do yeah it... it's kind of relaxing i do it before i go to bed mm-hmm. like i'll you know, paint 30 45 minutes, put the piece down, go to bed. Yeah. And I found I've gotten so much done with that just like 30 45 minutes a day that it's gotten most of my collection painted. Yeah. Over the course of a couple months.
0: I I have the unpainted masses because I have found that I don't actually enjoy painting at all.
1: That's fair. I I I've, I've been painting minis for years and yeah. years. So now I don't paint well, but I enjoy it enough and I feel like I can, if you squint from a distance, they look pretty good on the tabletop. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm shooting for. Cool. And Marvel Crisis Protocol has a piece line that doesn't bore me mm-hmm. where every piece is different. Every piece has a different color scheme. Every piece has a different look mm-hmm. and it's and not the same have, stuff over and over. And
0: you have variety in what you can paint with them. Exactly.
1: Like like Captain Marvel, I had like five different options on the, the suit that she was gonna wear. Yeah. When I painted. I ended up going with the, the traditional, mm-hmm. the blue, gold, and red. But yeah, you know, I thought about doing like a uh, like a Cree space core, like yeah. Dark green and gray and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, and this is why I paint a lot of the pieces the way I do, is when people walk by and see hulk and captain america and captain marvel and they recognize them and they come over and they want to see what's going on
3: yeah
1: like i i i have sold copies of this game by playing hulk and captain america yeah because people see hulk from across the room and they go whoa is that hulk in a warhammer game what's going on yeah and they come over to check them out and i show them what the pieces look like and mm-hmm. they're well done they're well sculpted pieces and people really respond to it and I love like professor Hulk and mastermind and these other Hulk variants that I could do, but they're not as recognizable if I paint them that way.
0: I want Joe fix it in this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the comic nerd in me wants all sorts of obscure stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, I like Cassandra Nova being released because I, that's a cool piece to have put into this game when it's normally a bunch of like, very recognizable MCU movie oh, yeah. pieces. And she is not that at all.
0: No, it's, it's... I think Greyhawk could be a secondary criminal syndicate leader.
1: Yeah, I, that would be cool. And... and I I think it would be um, appropriate for a lot of the stuff that they do. Because I hope every affiliation gets two leaders. Yes, so I, I, want...
0: I have an upcoming article. It may be out by the time this episode comes out, but... As of recording, it's it's in progress of me putting up two potential uh alternate leaders for every affiliation that from year one.
1: Yeah. And I think that is something that every faction could use. Mm-hmm. I mean Cabal and Avengers are good. You know, they yeah. don't need one. But like
0: Cabal Avengers, I- X-Men, and Brotherhood all have their secondary leaders at this point.
1: Right. But like spider foes i we, we talked okay. about this in the discord the other day yes. I, I, I you know what i won't i won't go over it because i don't want to ruin your article well i want to bring i, I up. have i have thoughts <laughs> i
0: i i have a strong opinion at this point and i think it needs to be prowler
1: prowler is my vote for it as well because you have the green goblin to peter parker villain yes and then you've got the Prowler, prowler to miles, miles morales mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a perfect synergy i think Prowler would go great into uh both criminal syndicate and spider foes oh
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and i yeah that that'd be a fun piece and he look cool on the table oh too. yeah like,
0: and and he he's a medium known character which they like to do some of those medium known characters which i really appreciate
1: but he's also like Miles Morales is super popular among younger um, comic readers and Prowler is like one of his main characters in his, his comic line. Mm -hmm. So having that in the game, I think would also bring in a different audience because as much as I love the nineties X-Men, you know, 13 year olds these days do not care about (laughs) nineties X-Men costumes Mm -hmm. and I think bringing in a younger audience is not a bad thing when it yeah. comes to these mini-games. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's. I'm honestly shocked Kamala Khan did not have a leadership ability on her.
1: Yeah, I am kind of surprised by that, too. Um, Cause she, uh, although, I, I'm i still holding out hope that they do a Young Avengers team. Well,
0: with, I, like, I was going to say her as the leader of the champions. Yeah. Which is essentially Young Avengers.
1: Right, it's the the Young Avengers without the co-opted Avengers name. Yes. Yeah, uh,
0: and and it's, it's the one that they're currently using in the comics so I think it would be the one they lean towards marketing wise
1: but you know like cause I, I, while I know that AMG won't admit this I do think that they sort of tailor their releases around big MCU releases
0: I, I think they did at the start but with the
1: uh the shipping stuff has caused a bit of a problem
0: uh, that's not what I was going to say With how up in the air the release dates have been for the actual movies and how far in advance they have to make the stuff, I think lining up those releases is so much harder now.
1: Well, I mean, because if you look at it, um, Hawkeye and Black Widow pack was supposed to come out and did come out around the time that the Black Widow movie was originally supposed to release. Yeah. And then this whole convocation wave was supposed to come out when the Doctor Strange movie was supposed to release, yeah. but it got pushed back. Uh-huh. So I mean, while they don't, they haven't released a Shang Chi model yet, which, which I, I want. would like to see. I yeah, want. I would like to see that. Yeah, I want a Qing Mandarin,
0: shang chi uh, yeah. Wenwu. I I think yeah. we need to move away from the name Mandarin. It...
1: I that is that is fair, and I think Marvel would agree with you on yes. that. Um, but
0: I would also having having
1: those pieces would be a fun addition to the game.
0: And I w- I also wouldn't mind Anatonals.
1: I'm less okay with that just because uh, that comic line has never been my favorite. Yeah, like Inhumans, like they they weren't my favorite either because they were really pushed as like the replacement X Men, and that always sat poorly with me. Mm-hmm. But I still like those characters. I like Black Bolt. I like mm-hmm. Medusa and Lockjaw. I like I like that stuff. The The Eternals feel very monolithic to me where it's like, oh yeah, that is a group of characters. And I don't know them individually very well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, and I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, and, I
0: have not either. It's it, not out here yet as of time before right. recording. Uh, My my feeling with it, just as I've explored them, because they've started to show up in the mobile games, which I do play. Okay. And I'm like, okay, these guys, as I play them, feel like they could be translated interestingly to the actual board. If that makes sense.
1: And I I am also just a game mechanic aficionado. Like, Mm -hmm. I like cool pieces that bring something new to the table and if they can do that with the eternals awesome i'm all for it mm-hmm. i just right now i have no connection to them yeah. and if i develop one i'd love to see it mm-hmm. and maybe seeing the movie will change that for me yeah but,
0: um but yeah no it's it's i definitely think prowler needs to be the second spider first leader
1: i 100 agree um and i hope amg yeah. listens and does that
0: yeah the the other leader that i have kind of set in stone as the one that i really really want to see is jessica jones as the secondary defenders leader oh that
1: would be so good jessica jones is such a cool character and i would like to see a whole like street level team you know where you can put daredevil and hawkeye and luke cage and iron fist and spider-man and moon knight Mm -hmm. and just yeah, all Colleen, into a squad. I, I want the Colleen yeah. Misty
0: box, the Daughters of the Dragon box.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, th- there's such a cool, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want my comics to be cosmic oh. stuff. I don't want every issue to be defeating Dormammu from destroying the universe. Yeah. Sometimes I want it to be
0: fighting the mob
1: some mobsters that are selling drugs to kids you know yeah. or whatever like i want that sometimes and it still to this day bums me out that punisher has no affiliation yeah like why didn't they put him in midnight Sons? why didn't they give him that mm-hmm. but nah, i don't know but yes
0: so we still have one extract to figure out is there an extract that jumps out to you
1: well um there's always um hammers but you know what that gets played a lot mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna say no on that one i do think that a lower cost might be better and i absolutely love the research station mm. especially with lizard in mind mm-hmm. because he is that tanky big bodied big base piece that he can kind of bully people out from controlling that researcher mm-hmm. And I'd like to see that play out on the table because it's one of my favorites to play when I'm running Lizard is playing on Research Station. So I I would like to see that one as kind of like, not really lower point, but 16 still lower. Yeah. Have that as an option.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Cool. Um, So now let's get into our uh, secures. And I think our first secure is just on the like defense stats we have, I want to talk about Mutant Madman.
1: Well, Mutant Madman is one of my all time favorites. Uh, that is the well, tanky Sam spam list that I ran. It uh, it thrives on that, that affiliation or that uh, crisis, I mean, where you have a lot of bodies that have four physical defense, yep, and you can go in even when it's being contested and you roll four dice, you've just got like a 50-50 coin flip on whether or not you're going to control it. Mm -hmm. And that can really swing a turn. Because if they've already got someone activated sitting on that, they can't really devote another piece to go back over there and try and reclaim it. Yeah. So sending a character like Lizard to go take that over Mm -hmm. can be really impactful, real swingy for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I I like that ad a lot.
0: Uh, What do you feel about other... Uh one uh, so, other Sakios.
1: So I've had thoughts about this but I think um Gamma mm. is an interesting one with Dormammu because Dormammu can kill people and he likes lining up targets and having that option mm. on the table is really intriguing to me and 15 points cuz you you're looking at 7 points to spend which is a little rough for um, what you can do. But with Cassandra Nova, you can actually have Bob, Cassandra, and Dormammu, which, I I mean, it's not an ideal list, well, but I think that's actually kind of fun with the amount of movement shenanigans and just We also
0: have and... um, the uh, Dormammu, Sabretooth, Lizard list.
1: That is another good one where you bring some tanks and mobility uh, with Dormammu and a lot of powers that, I mean, because you can't ignore Sabertooth, so you have to okay. attack into him. And if he always has two power at the start of a turn, yeah, he's going to be able to counterattack a lot throughout the game.
0: And the other thing is that um, both of your out of, uh, out of affiliation characters have healing factor. Yep. In that list, so if you are getting uh,
1: a spiky attack or something, yeah, and have you, all that
0: excess power where you take the yeah. damage uh, from the affiliation ability, uh you get the healing factor to heal it back, and so it's not actually a punish.
1: Yeah, I, I like that that play, and that that that's a fun uh, scenario too. I sometimes I look for quick games and. Dormammu on Gamma—that's about as quick as it gets.
0: It, you're yes. either going to win or lose very quickly.
1: Yeah, like, you know that—that—that's like a 30-45 minute game instead of like a two-hour game. It's,
0: yeah, <laughs> everyone's only activating three to five models. It's—it's. It's, yeah. it's not that hard. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So that just leaves us one secure left. Um. And I want to go for a thin classic which is infinity formula.
1: We've already got um, Struggle for the cubes, so why not go with the, the Extract uh, Secure Counterpart?
0: And Sin can be extra devastating on this because you push them away during the cleanup phase and then you uh, gain power during the power phase. So you can, even if they get the point, you can deny them the power advantage.
1: Yeah, and... Infinity Formulas, like all of the <laughs> Criminal Syndicate and Sin Spam, Like the, I love Infinity Formula for those mm-hmm. teams. Because being able to bully people off of objectives like that or push them away or throw them away or just control it even though they're standing there is super fun.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that leaves us with our 10 tactics cards. And let's start with our affiliated tactics cards. I think we need to take Dark Rain. That's fair. Considering how 80% of our list is Cabal, I think Dark Reign is a very obvious shout. Um, Are there any of the Dark Dimension? uh...
1: So I will admit, I have not played Dormammu. I've played against Mm -hmm. Dormammu once. Okay. But I I, I only play in person, and I don't have the piece. Very
0: fair. So let's let's read through these because this is also the first time we're covering Doramamu on the show. Um, so we have, he has two possible um, tactics cards. He has Dark Empowerment, which is during a character's activation, it may suffer one damage to play this card. Choose an, another character within three of the active character effects of the next attack made this turn by the active character cannot cause it to gain power. The chosen character gains power equal to damage dealt by the attack. So from my understanding of this, it basically, you cannot gain power from attacks, but all of your attacks gain power equal to damage dealt to another character on your team this turn uh, for the next attack. So you can use this in conjunction with a spender to get a spike of damage off of it on an attack you wouldn't already be gaining.
1: That is, that's an interesting one, and it's, the way it's worded, I almost would have to see that in action to really get the, like, the full value out of it. I can just tell just by glancing at it that it seems like a strong card, Mm -hmm. situationally, and... I think with Dormammu list, that's situationally you can sort of facilitate it happening. Oh yeah, <laughs> with with how, how he plays and the teams that he brings, mm-hmm. I'm okay with bringing it. Especially since we have ten slots now, like it, yeah. it seems like a fun uh, add to bring in with your your outsider.
0: And it also is if we're using it on a like lizard or a saber tooth, we can we spend for it. Uh, we take the damage and then we heal the damage back up at the end so it's essentially free
1: yeah I, I, I do I, I think I like especially with what we're going for with the Dormammu crises here mm-hmm. because they're going to be attacking those characters they're yeah. tanky and being able to yeah I, I, I like that ad. Mm-hmm. and then Dark Restoration to me is a must add okay gonna
0: bring so we're going to bring both of
3: those
1: I, I think that is fair yeah uh-huh.
0: and then I think we also must bring because we are bringing we are showcasing the character I think we need to bring monkey brain
1: I I would bring it whether we were showcasing or not I love that card
0: yeah so that is four cards uh let's talk about our restricted cards
1: we've got some great characters for um doom prophecy yeah so that's always one. Recently, I have stopped bringing All You've Got in the games because I am convinced, AMG, please, ban that card. Mm -hmm. Get rid of
3: it.
0: I am convinced the next B on our list will be um, banned All You've Got, Restricted But Arrivals, Restricted Sword Base.
1: I would be okay with all of that. I would also say that it's possible they could also restrict R&D.
0: Yes, I I am also with you there. Advanced R&D could also get restricted.
1: But as far as the um, current uh, cards, I say Doom Prophecy is one that I would mm-hmm. put in there for one like, of the...
0: and and sneaky good Doom Prophecy target is Crossbones. Yes, he
1: is because he he has such a cheap spender that has like a really utilitarian movement throw. Like, oh just, yeah. Uh, like, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good... And then adding four dice to your physical attacks that turn can be really strong with him.
0: And the other thing is, is, like, if you don't have priority, but you want to do him anyway, he's a character that can possibly survive two physical attacks in a turn because he can just pay down with a note to pain and reduce the damage.
1: Yeah, and that, that is... It, it's also something that... Um, that block can reduce other stuff beyond the tax as oh, yeah. well uh-huh. so it's kind of useful in um like a throw or something like that that hits him like being able to spend to reduce that also can yeah. be super useful mm-hmm.
0: so, yeah. so doom popsy what do we want a other one to be though
1: well i mean if we go for the easy one it's uh all you've got but like i said i've been abstaining from that i don't do that mm-hmm. I think personally, um, throws are becoming a lot more common these days. Brace for Impact might not be a bad ad.
0: And further getting a lot bigger these days.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially with ads like um, Captain Marvel and Ultron. Like, those characters and their new throws are really potent. Oh, yeah. Very, very potent. Now,. beyond brace for impact there's also med pack which is just value wise it's one of my favorites just because it's a two cost three heal mm-hmm. no fuss no muss yeah it can be really like um kind of versatile in how you use it mm-hmm. especially with a character like um red skull who can be kind of supporty sometimes where you can yeah. move them up and do things i i like Med pack with him for that.
0: Well, Red school also has one of the few throws in the game that can throw Dormammu.
1: That is true.
0: Which is why I think he's going to get more value as time goes on.
1: And that also brings up um, a really scary concept. Although, because I was sitting there thinking about cosmic invigoration, where you could do that on Dormammu, but you can't because if you bring Dormammu, you are not Cabal. Yep. That makes me sad because being able to remove that activated token on him sounds really fun.
0: Yeah, but I'm glad you can't, because balance. <laughs> I I think we go for brace for impact.
1: Brace for impact is one of my favorites. Well, and, and it's, it's one also, of those cards.
0: Let's look at the size of some of our characters. We have two size threes and a size five. Yeah, it's we I'm, can just get bonked by those. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I am totally okay with putting Embrace for Impact. And it's you're going to have enough cards with your 10-card list right now that if there's a game where you know you don't need it, mm-hmm. you won't feel that bad about not bringing it if you bring Monkey Brain Lizard home instead.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that we're getting to a point, especially if all you've got gets banned, where you can feel okay only bringing one of your restricted cards into the actual match.
1: Yeah. And it it's a, a versatility, I think, that you can bring cards like Extreme Healing and um, trying to think of a good example with the characters we have. Um, um, Mental Domination with Cassandra Nova. Yeah. You won't bring like you only will bring it if you obviously if you have her in the list. But if you have her in the list, you really want to use that. Mm-hmm. And if you st- have your other staples in there, your affiliation cards and your other restricted card, you're totally fine bringing mental domination instead of brace if you don't need it. The brace yeah. in the matchup.
0: And I we mentioned it just a second ago, but I think we need exceptional healing.
1: Yeah, that is a a. Auto include for me because we
0: got three targets you got in the list. Three,
1: like, <laughs> you won't find a list with more targets. Like, that's a lot of targets for that card.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the only time I would see more targets is I have run a uh, criminal syndicate shells. I have run with just like everyone on the bench having healing factor.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. But I mean, as far as three three out of your ten characters, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a that. lot. Yeah. So that leaves us with three more slots. Are there any more character specific cards that you want to bring up?
3: Well,
1: I mentioned Mental Domination. I don't think Cassandra Nova is going to be an ad in enough games that we necessarily okay. need to bring that. Um,
0: On the other hand, let's talk about Hood Gang.
1: That is definitely a card that. Cause Hood is one of those characters that he draws a lot more weight than his three costs mm-hmm. would let you believe. Yeah, and bringing Hood's gang is going to add to that quite a bit. Because like, it
0: gives a free weevil to each attack against a character holding or contesting an objective token for an entire round, and it costs nothing?
1: Yeah, it's the cost of nothing, but the only downside is that he has to be in his normal form and not in his monster form. But yeah. That's okay. You you can deal with that, work with that. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, that's like an affiliation ability on oh, a card yeah. for free. Like, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's pretty good.
0: And then I have to bring up uh, a personal favorite of mine, uh, just because it makes uh, Amazing Spider-Man's day so horrible, which is marked for death.
1: Marked for death is a good one, and it's a card that you don't see on the table as often um, where it it gives you tech against a, what could be a very bad matchup for the list, Mm -hmm. but losing stealth and moving short like that, that's a, and it also has a huge range on it. Doesn't it?
0: Two allies within range five of the same character spend one this round, the enemy character loses and cannot gain stealth. Its speed becomes short, and it cannot modify or re its defense dice.
1: Yeah, that is fun. And then for the last slot, I have to I have to say if I'm bringing bringing the the couple, I want to listen tech in there too Ooh. because illicit tech is the card that I think makes crossbones from kind of a middle leading character to a really good character. Cause he has a builder range five builder that he can do early rounds when he's not quite up in the mix mm-hmm. yet that can totally throw a wrench in everybody's plans. Yeah. If they're bunched up like on um, researchers, for instance, mm-hmm. if you hit three people with that incinerate round two, like they're going to have a bad time. Mm-hmm.
0: I will admit to being a big fan of two Syndrome and ashes to ash and cinder as well
1: that is a good one and that (laughs) that is another like trip like uh tricks and traps sort of list um where i think that is a must include when you're trying to get people caught off guard by movement shenanigans and just out of turn damage Mm -hmm. but either one of those where you're where you've got that sin um crossbones mix Mm -hmm. like having both of them out there like both of those cards are going to be super useful.
0: Yeah, I think in this one, though, I think you are right that we want to go for illicit tech, because I think we're a little bit more fighty rather than controlling. If this was a list with Enchantress in it, I would have pushed a little bit harder for... Uh, to Ash and Cinder, just because you can Enchantress or Mordok people into those and hurt people bad.
1: Yeah, that that's... And honestly, if I was going for a more competitive version of this list, the Enchantress would almost certainly be in. Oh, yeah. It because she's so devastating when, I mean.
0: She's a little less the, devastating the, now, but still devastating.
1: I say, I mean, I know she got nerfed, but I don't think she got nerfed that bad.
3: Like well, so she's still.
0: As we talked about before, it's, she's no longer devastating on turn one, she starts being devastating on turn two.
1: That is that is true, and it's fair. Yeah, because like I was talking about earlier, like a lot of those plays where it's no control, just you get bowed, you get your your objective stolen, and then Enchantress beams your whole team the next turn. Like that's that's not fun. Yeah, like and you can get games like lost super quick with that sort of play. So pushing that back a little bit. Putting her in the danger zone where she can actually get attacked and, like, mm-hmm. you know, get hit before she's able to do it, that gives it an equalizing factor. Mm-hmm. And the, the kiss causing, uh, taking an action now is another, like, she has to really think about what she wants to do before she does it.
0: And her range of influence suddenly gets a medium shorter. Yeah. But yeah, so that is a full list uh, for people at home. Our final list is Lizard, Crossbones, Sin, Red Skull, Hood, Baron Zemo, Bob, Agent of Hydra, Sabretooth, Cassandra Nova, and Dormammu. Our tactics cards are Dark Rain, Dark Empowerment, Dark Restoration, Monkey Brain is Lizard Home, Doom Prophecy, Brace for Impact, Exceptional Healing, Hood's Gang, Marked for Death, and Illicit Tech. And then for Secures, we have Mutant Madman turns city center into a lethal amusement park. Game away sweeps across the Midwest, and Infinity Formula goes missing. And then for extracts, we have Montessi Formula found. Struggle for the cube continues, and research station attacked.
1: Sounds fun. I want to play it.
0: Yeah, you'll have to <laughs> wait a month or two.
1: Well, say Dormammu's coming out in the states here in like a week on the tenth, I think.
0: Yes, but then you would have to wait for Hood.
1: Yeah, Hood will come out in December. Yeah.
0: On my birthday, it's looking like. So that's exciting. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on.
1: Are there any,
0: uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you?
1: I'd say the discords are the best place. I'm on a lot of them. Just Jimmy DeHand is my um, handle on there. It's Jimmy, you know, like normal Jimmy. But then D-E-H-A-N-D.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. And you are also now part of the Morlock server, which is one of the Patreon rewards. If you support the show at uh, patreon.com slash Lexa White, you can get both the access to the Discord server as well as um, a bonus podcast I do every month with uh, different guests talking about TV shows. This month, we are ha- I'm having my friend Josh on to talk about Batman Beyond, a one of the best superhero shows I have ever seen. Um, as well, uh, if you want to see me playing something else, every Saturday and Sunday morning at twitch.tv slash games, I play Arkham Horror the Card Game, um, p- specifically custom content, which is super fun. And then also every other Monday at twitch.tv uh, slash the underscore fuzzy, I I'm teaching my friend board games. So, yes. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really fun.
0: And keep experimenting, people.